Hello, ghosty. Thank you for joining and welcome. This is your home for all things paranormal, the unexplained, terrifying, and more. Ghost stories and only scary stories from you. You are currently listening to episode 2.2. Episodes point two are our together in a cabin version. These episodes are more comedic and have commentary along with your stories. Episodes point oh are our alone in the woods versions. They are not for the faint of heart and highly story-based. Listen to both or listen to one. But I'm your host, Sarah, and we're starting now. Okay. We might all want to start out saying our names. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. Hi, I'm Michaela. Hi, I'm Sada. What? Okay. It, it's a Thai name. Okay. Okay. okay Do you guys want to, like, introduce yourselves? I'm Sarah's best friend, and how long have we known each other? Is it sad that I don't know? <laughs> Isn't it from like what? 2018. Yeah, 2018. I guess people know who you are because you did the first episode and you just kept saying hi. Hi, I'm your husband. I'm your husband. I'm your husband. So how is everyone's week? Michaela, how's your week? It's great. Fantastic. Working the whole week. Good to hear. I said I was going to watch all the Conjuring movies, but then I realized that a lot of them are on HBO Max at the moment, and I don't have an HBO Max subscription anymore, so... HBO Max is not worth it? No, I didn't feel like it was worth it, other than a few things every now and then. It was just not the content that I'm interested in. How about HBO Go? What's on HBO Premium? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. I think there's a dirty part of HBO Max. <laughs> what did you do this week? I honestly forget. I work part of it. Yeah, just it's it's kind of just blending together now. It's just, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I don't know the day anymore. We went to Epcot, though. We did. Yes, that was really fun. And you tried to tried like the the special festival oysters. Yeah. Or no, it wasn't oysters. It was... Lobster. No, it wasn't lobster. Scallop. It was scallops. And what did you say about them? I did not like them. It, it's good, but it's very sour. Slimy? Sour, not slimy. Sour. Yeah, it tasted like they had sour cream in on the scallops with bacon. It's interesting. It was weird. Supposedly, that's how Canadian eats it. It's like, it's, it's Canadian. I think so scallops Can recipe Canadian vouch for that? <laughs> because that doesn't sound great <laughs> i don't know i like the yeah, bacon, i got the but... bacons and stuff and green beans and everything on it you were really sad though because you wanted frozen coke and they were sold well they didn't have frozen coke no and so you almost cried until i said you could go get I the scallops not, i did not was gonna cry <laughs> yeah and then we we're at the line and there was like a maple like a like a milkshake thing it was like a maple milkshake and he was like it wasn't terrible but it's all right. there was like a whiskey version and that i didn't like i didn't like it 
But you are the line like, can I also get the maple shake? Oh, the maple shake. I did not say that. And you did. I feel like it would be drinking a bottle of maple syrup. Yeah. It was a lot of dairy in it. Which was like like one hit like one taste on the tongue. It was just like dairy. Yeah. Like like almost like a cheese curd type of dairy. It was gross. Yeah. <laughs> just the whole milkshake itself sounds disgusting. Epcot's not like a place for people that want to just like eat normal foods. It's like Oh no. It's weird. Don't they have a burger with mac and cheese on it? Or is that actual Disney? They might have one, but I think it might be like a regular menu item somewhere. Well that kind of sounds good, but maybe not like a burger, maybe like a chicken sandwich. Filet. What if they put you know? ketchup on the burger and on the mac and cheese? Doesn't sound Ew. You're looking like you might eat that. I I probably will eat it you for sure. And Will would probably eat anything. Anything. Oh my gosh. Anything. It's so gross. How was the pharmacy this week? Um, well, pharmacy is very retail pharmacy is very COVID and flu ridden at the moment. Um, but it's the same as usual besides everybody being sick. Do people have flus right now? Yes. Like, we have been dispensing, like, tons of flu med. But it almost makes me think that it might be COVID and they're just misdiagnosing it. Oh, no. Because, but they do do have a new drug for COVID right now. And, um, but I think they're not going to dispense it anymore. I'm not too sure if it's not working or what. But, um. How do people get the drug? their doctor has to prescribe it. It has to be like a prescription and it's like a five day dosage. And then they take like three capsules in, in the morning and three capsules at night. But it's like, that's all that capsules, six yeah. capsules a day. That's a I lot. mean, if it's something that works, then I don't think people would be angry about it, but no, can you hear me in the drink? Sorry. You know, okay. you know, I've been around multiple people that have been, been sick, like close vicinity and, Every time I test, I'm negative. Yeah. So I'm just kind of wondering. Maybe you're not human. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just like fellow She's ghosty. A demon. Ghosty and on your podcast. <laughs> Everybody can see me though. Mm. I'm just that special ghost. And you can get paid. Priorities, man. Until mm. the government was- kidnaps me. Special testing. <laughs> it's like Stranger Things. Oh, hi, Yang Yang. How was your week? How was my week? Yes. Um, I don't know. Really? I oh well, I mean, I kind of know. Like we tried that new coffee place, the Black Hat Coffee. They were really good. Yeah, that was, was very just, good. It was a little strong for my tasting. So next time I think very I'm going to see if they possibly have sweet cream just to make it yeah. a little sweeter. Yeah. But um, you were shaking afterwards, right? Yes, I was shaking it was very too. very caffeinated. Like, yeah. So I was, I've never like been shaky after coffee, but yeah. I was very, very shaky. That was like some really bold, almost like espresso. But see, like I don't usually get like regular espresso i usually do blonde espresso from starbucks yeah and i know how i like my order there yeah but going to a new place is kind of yeah 
It's new to me. Well, they had that drink, like the vanilla lavender cappuccino. I think it was a cappuccino. Wasn't an iced latte? Oh wait, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, it was they a had, latte. Like, a whole list of specialty yeah. drinks. It was it was very good. Like surprisingly, lavender isn't. That's a more like rare kind of flavor you find places, but it's becoming more common now. Yeah, and that was different. But I like different, like because I don't know. I get I get a little bored sometimes with the Starbies. I don't know. I like. I don't feel like I get bored. I just feel like I get, you know, used to it. And that's something that I like because half the time they're messing up my order. Yeah. And then like halfway through the year, they're like, no, we don't carry Irish cream anymore. And I'm like, okay, thanks. I have to change up my order. Like, fuck you. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I want my Irish cream. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other than that, I've just been applying to jobs. That's it. You see one crystal, right? Oh. Oh. Yes. So does a small one look like... It looks like rat poop. <laughs> it's a black object, demons. It's black journaling. You might want to get some bigger ones. <laughs> I don't think that's going to hold much. Here we go. This one was written by True Madness on Reddit. It's titled The Farmer. Long time ago, my mother at random and rare times would go on these drives. Do note her term of a drive sometimes meant going to a town over an hour away to visit a city or state over. And I would at times join her on these trips when she called. And because, you know, I have nothing better to do. This happened on one of these many trips. We were returning back to our town that we both lived in. It was in the afternoon. Two, maybe three, and weather through the day was fair good with some clouds. We were going through a town where I used to go to school where she turns to me and asks if I was all right. If we took a detour to check on her then boyfriend's place and animals. I knowing these roads, so I just shrugged and said sure. It was a 15 minute detour after all. So she turned up the main road and down a road I knew all too well. As I said, I used to go to school in the town we just passed. Oh, he's doing the. Thank you. Okay. So she turned out the main road and down a road I knew all too well. As I said, I used to go to school in the town we just passed. And this road we are currently on was the road my bus would take. And after all those years, I knew that road. I knew every corner, every bump, every hill. The road itself was somewhat small, enough room for two cars to drive on with ease. Anything bigger, well, someone was to drive on the curve. So here we were on this same road I took when I went to school. The same road I dreaded so many times as we made our way down the road. I turned ahead of us, and in the direction we were going was a figure. From the distance we were at, I could see that this was a man, but more importantly, a farmer. If you could imagine the stereotype of what a farmer would look like, you would be close to what he looked like. The wide rim hat, overalls, boots. As we got closer, I could see more details about him and more red flags were just going off in my head. I could see the white hair, the color of the flannel shirt, him having one of the straps of the overalls off. However, he just looked off. 
His clothes look like something from the 60s or 70s, and second, he seemed to be oblivious to us. I thought he would turn to look at us or just walk slightly off the road to give us room, but he didn't. Soon we were only mere feet away, and I was focusing on him. And as we pass him, my eyes follow him, and as soon he reaches the side pasture window where we sat. He vanished, completely evaporated right in front of me. I turned so hard to look behind, I would have given myself whiplash. I was looking to see where he went. All I saw was a road, a single tree, and the fence line to the paddocks. No farmer anywhere. As I stare questioning my sanity, I hear, You saw him too? I turned to my mother, asking if she saw a farmer. Responded with a yes. I then described what he looked like, and again, she confirmed it. She saw the same person as I did, and I saw him vanish into thin air. Like I said, I have been on that road many times, before and after this event, and I have never seen him again. This was not my first time seeing a ghostly person, and if anyone is interested, I can retell some of those here of the times my mother lived in a house with an extra person also living there. So, yes, he probably did have a pitchfork. I don't know. It doesn't seem, like, scary, and I'm kind of wondering why why she was saying she dreaded this road before she had even, like, experienced this. Like, did something particular happen on this road that made you dread it beforehand? Second, it doesn't seem, like, scary. Like, the title kind of, like, leads you into a direction where you think it's, like, scary. Maybe a spirit that lost its way is kind of going back to, like, his roots. Once lived there, probably, like, it's something that he's familiar with, and that's probably where he's stuck. I'm kind of wondering the same thing why she said she dreaded that room going to school. I thought at first it was like she just didn't like school, but it could have been that she had a negative feeling. The strange part was that he charged at the car almost. I don't think like, he charged at the car. I feel like... He just walked over? I feel like he was oblivious, you know, I mean... He's yeah. probably confused. Yeah. Doesn't know where he is. This could have been an older man, a farmer in this area. True. And, like, I mean, just because you live in the same area doesn't mean you, you know, you meet someone. Yeah. Even if the town is small. You know, people say, like, in books and movies, like, you know everyone because my town is so small. Uh-huh. But with the rate we're at, like, we're growing like crazy. So this could have been someone that literally lived around the corner from you and you just never knew them. And they passed away recently, and they're confused. True. They also say, you know, spirits and um, souls and, like, we're energy. So even after um, death, that the energy of a person can still be stuck, like, doing the same actions and walking in the same places. It's kind of just, like, stuck in time. That's why I don't think he charged at the car. Like, I think, like since he was turned away for most of the time, like until they got right up to him, mm-hmm. it startled him. And then he kind of yeah. like disappeared. Like, I mean, yeah, ghosts. I mean, I hate to say it, like comparing it to like movies and stuff, but ghosts mm-hmm. in like movies and stuff, when they get startled, they just up and vanish. Like yeah. hit him with a car. <laughs> so does it say it's uh daytime or nighttime? Daytime. No, daytime. Cause... See, that just remind me of when it was nine my dad and his friends yeah. just drive on this it's still in my head i can still see it clear but i'm i was not in the car but they were driving at night and they were saying they saw you know like there's there's late so there's no one on the road it's just it's just them 
and they see this person with a bicycle not riding on it just you know walking with it yeah and walking across the street so they slow down and you know let this person pass at this point they're going about 50 miles an hour so they slow down to about about 30 yeah. you know like it's far away they, they can see them with the high beam so they slow down let this person pass as soon as this person get off the lane they like you know speed up to 50 again they get past it they look back but it's at night they can't see the person with the bicycle anymore and they, they, they tell me exactly where this was so every time when we drive through this during the daytime we look yeah where's the person with the bicycle what i'm saying is you think the person with the bicycle disappeared that's what they say after they pass him but that could have been just nighttime or you was know? it around a lot of forests and no it, it but... it's forest around it's, it's farmer it's the same it's the same yeah. setting but but could he have gone somewhere like hidden he is walking though but it was also dark so like, that's what i'm saying it it, it might have been just just yeah, dark no, you couldn't see him until you saw with the lights that's right so potentially but i mean mm -hmm. everybody's gonna want to like find a reason to not believe it first realize it it's something that you don't want to believe because it's outside of your normal life like it's it's not something that you witness on a daily basis unless you're like in touch with that so you're gonna want to come up with a reason be like oh he just like disappeared into the woods but you very well could have dealt with a spirit that's like we have this saying back back in back in thailand that if you see something odd don't say it because if you say, you know, like this case, you were driving and you say, oh, did you see that? It's like an invitation. So now the spirit can get in the car. But if you didn't say anything, the spirit can get in the car. You know what I'm saying? That's so, true. so like if, if you notice that, that, oh, you see the spirit, you see that mom. Now the spirit is gone, but it's not gone. It's probably in your backseat. You know what I'm saying? It probably latches itself on you. It's something like that. <laughs> give them an invitation into the house did you see that that tiktok the this girl she does practice like some witch things like yeah you know like protection spells and stuff you're welcome mat facing it towards your door first of all don't get a mat that says welcome because you're welcoming anything into your house scary so she said one that said hello for a long she time said, was it too friendly she, no she said like that's fine but like the welcome like and i kind of i kind of thought back to my mat like the all are welcome here and i'm like fuck no <laughs> like there's certain like people you know you're welcome here but like yeah if you're mean <laughs> please stay away but she did she drew like she took a sharpie and she drew like protective symbols on the back of her Matt to like maybe we should do that somebody also said to blow um <laughs> blow cinnamon in your doorway okay i know I what know. i'm doing tonight <laughs> blow cinnamon i can't remember why they did it though this is where you stand do not come any closer that's true you can blot things out with salt lemons absorb negative energy set lemons around my house yeah, lemon. it's in the laundry room mainly yeah hallway <laughs> this one was written by is this allowed on reddit it's titled the man in the white top hat there is a man with a top hat that i continue to have encounters with i'm not sure what he is but i am assuming it is supernatural if not paranormal to give an idea as to what he looks like he is tall but probably not above six feet he wears a white suit overcoat and top hat he sports a monocle and has a cartoonishly wide grin. What makes him stand out is his light gray, almost white skin. I have never seen his eyes. 
There are three encounters so far where I have clearly seen him. Other times I will see him out of the corner of my eye, behind people, standing around, or simply walking by me. Each time he is looking at me. These instances all usually happen at school, so let's start with the first time I've ever seen him. A couple years ago, in my freshman year, I had gone to lunch and sat down at one of the tables. There wasn't anyone I was really friends with in that class, and none of mine seemed to be there, so I had sat alone. After a while of eating my food and watching Family Guy on my phone, I felt the urge to look to my right. Walking toward me was a man with a paper white, light grayish skin. He wore a white top hat with a blue band, white overcoat, dress pants, white shoes, white gloves, a blue undershirt with a gray dress vest and a monocle. His smile was inhumanly wide, almost cartoonish. This man sat in the next in the seat next to me and put his gloved hand on mine. I had been eating. The hand was warm and I didn't look at him at first. After a couple of long seconds, I looked to find no one there. I went about my school day a bit freaked out. I'm still in doubt to this experience. A year ago or so, I was visiting my dad. I was in the TV room in the basement. That night, I remember being really tired. Dinner wasn't going to be for a couple hours, so I decided to play what I call sleep roulette. It's basically just resting your eyes. I laid down on the gray couch, put a blanket over me, and closed my eyes. I'm not sure how long I'd been out for, but I woke up for a brief moment. I was half asleep, but my eyes were open. Coming out from behind the door was the same man dressed in all white, top hat, and all. He stood in the doorway. Now, I don't remember seeing him walk into the room, but I saw him crouch down next to me. I've never been able to see his eyes. He still had that same cartoonishly wide smile. He caressed my cheek with his thumb and kissed my cheek. I fell back asleep, and when I woke, I found I had been asleep for two hours. Moving on to a couple days ago, at the time, I was in math class taking notes. Maybe a quarter into class, I felt a gust of wind whoosh past me, and I saw a white figure. When I looked, I found no one there. I brushed it off and continued taking notes. Not long after, I began feeling very hot. It had been freezing in the room, and it was weird to suddenly start sweating. I looked to my right and saw a white, gloved hand resting on my arm. I looked back at my notes, but I could feel the hand and the warmth that came from it. I tried to ignore it, only to see him crouch down at my side. His smile was still wide. Through the rest of my school day, I would see him in the corner of my eye. I've heard many other stories where people saw this man. Someone saw him come in through their window, and another said he would come during big events in their lives. I'm not sure why he's visiting me. I wonder if he's one of my spirit guides. I play sleep relay a lot. I don't think I've ever played sleep relay. I think I've, like, I've never done it, like, when I was a child, but I've started where I'm, like, counting sheep in my head. And oh my it actually God. does, like, help me fall asleep better. What is it? But it's also where, like, you're taking your chances, right? Like, you're taking, like... Yeah. Because people do that stuff with, like... Like, in the crime movies, like, they play relay. Yeah. And somebody gets shot, but they don't know who. I think I play it a lot, though, because I'll say, oh, I'm just going to rest my eyes, and then I nap for three hours. Yeah. That's you every day, though. (laughs) (laughs) I think this could very easily be one of their spirit guides. 
I don't know. I don't know if I believe that other people are seeing him. The fact that he's kind of coming in at the moments where you're alone kind of seems that he can either be like maybe someone who lost his child and you kind of remind him of his child, or he could also be some ancestor in your past. I urge you to strongly look into like, because you might be able to find like this person in general, because this person seems to be attached to like moments that you're alone and you might not be feeling like yourself. Yeah, it's a little creepy how he keeps saying that there is the cartoonishly wide grin. That seems a little sinister, evil, maybe. No, he's also very gentle. I think, yeah. But he's also warm. Is all how you look at it. Like, you know, he's laying his hand on the author's hand. Yeah. You know, trying to be there, crouching down next to them is like showing that they're there to like, listen and be there you know what i mean and it very true the hot thing is weird though because because usually rooms are cold if you feel like a paranormal entity which is what i've always heard but um and well he said in the in the math class taking notes it was freezing freezing in the room but then the entity was warm which is weird. Yeah, that's very highly unusual. But if he was like a spirit guide, ancestor, he could be very um, good and possess a lot of that's, energy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like in a, in a lot of people's stories, there's the hat man. It's like a man. I've heard a lot. They see where he wears the hat. But but this one doesn't seem like. But this is a top hat, you know. I've heard of yeah. like different hats. But he never but he saw his eyes. eyes. What is that? That, that, Yeah, that's another reason it could be sinister because eyes, no eyes or black eyes are like... See no evil. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. (laughs) That's why you don't get to come back after this. I don't mind it. (laughs) I didn't set my alarm. Will set my alarm. And he set it for p.m. instead of a.m. And I woke up and I'm like, oh my God. And like, that was when I was working. Like sometimes I would close and then open the next day. Yeah. But there was also one day where I was just like, had enough. And I woke up and I turned my alarm off and I went back to sleep. Oh my gosh. That happened. But that's okay. I'm friends with that boss anyways. So this story was written by Ronan0430-2021 on Reddit. I think that's the date. It's titled... My wife got attacked by a demon. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, Am I prepared for this one? It happens. <laughs> <laughs> the first year of marriage is the hardest. <laughs> okay. When my wife, 24, and myself, 27. That's that's our age gap. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you calculate the years in between. We're dating still. Wait. Oh, no. This is. Da, da, da. This They weren't married. Hold on. Okay. When my wife, 24, and myself, 27, were dating still, we were talking on the phone late at night. I don't recall what we were talking about that night, but what happened was terrifying. As we were talking, all of a sudden, I heard a loud scream over the phone and freaked out. I said, Bayou, are you okay? She didn't answer, but then I heard her struggling for air. Babe, babe, I said, panicked. She still didn't answer. Babe, are you okay? I said on the verge of tears. She suddenly said with her voice trembling, Yeah, I think so. 
I took a breath and asked her what happened. She says she felt like she was burned on her lower back of the far left side and that she thought she had been attacked. I asked again if she was okay and she said, yeah. Oh, holy crap. I was scratched. She said that, wait, oh, typo there. She said that again, if she was okay. And she said, she said that she had three distinct scratches where she thought she got burned. They were about one and a half an inch wide and about four inches long. Later on, she told me she couldn't breathe at that time and felt her back arch and tense up almost like convulsing. She also said that she got really cold during that time. She said it felt like she was in a fight afterwards. She said she saw a bright light that took over her, making her unusually calm and then came out of it and the attack stopped. We still have no idea why she got attacked. She has no history of epilepsy or seizure disorders or any sort. She does have very minor ADHD, but that wouldn't cause anything like that. She says that she the scratches burn like someone had a hot knife on her side. I guess dating and not marriage is the hardest. <laughs> is she still living in that place? Um, if you are, stage it. <laughs> Go around the whole house. <laughs> Buy the crystals. Or just uh, pack all your shit and move out <laughs> because that is not worth it. Um, I don't know. It kind of sounds like – doesn't sound like she was targeted or anything specifically. <sighs> Could have just been in the building. No, and, you know, it kind of sounds like electric shock treatment. Like, you know what I mean? Like when they convulse uh-huh. and then kind of like in like TV shows or movies, they kind of see like the white light when they're in there. Yeah. Like <laughs> maybe she maybe it's was payback. Gonna... I thought like when she got back on the phone, it was not gonna be her, and like the demon took over her body, <laughs> and it was gonna be like the demon talking, like like deep voice and all. <laughs> maybe she has she has a cat or a cat that she didn't know about. A cat that you don't know about? Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was ghost cat. <laughs> and they just scratch her. Right out of hell. I choose you. Burning. Cat scratch burn. A lot. It seemed like they lived like in different areas. So, so if she does live in an apartment building, it kind of reminds me of that <laughs> show Archive 81 that um, Netflix is not continuing. And um, there was some like cult shit going on in that. Like maybe there's yeah. some demon like. It's the mold. Yeah. <laughs> the mold in the basement. It's just like. It's probably not going to help if she moves to another unit. It's just like in um, the building. Mm, I think she just needs to burn yeah. it down like um, the building in Archive 81 was burned down. And then she needs to like stage herself. Yeah. And, the, and everywhere around her. And then she needs to move. Maybe like take a bath with Sage <laughs> three times. <laughs> that's so horrible but yeah i agree if if i were to get scratch from just doing nothing i would just get out of the building go somewhere that night i was changing the dvd in the dvd player one time and i felt like something brushed against me <laughs> so like what dvd I, were I you on i don't think i even had a cat it was ice age oh. it was ice age <laughs> They don't like Ice Age, or they love Ice Age. You guys watch the um one of the Jack Sparrow movie with the um, pirate uh, pirate of the Caribbean, where you know 
the sun is going down and that connection between the day and the night that's when you can connect to the other world maybe maybe that's the same thing because because when you awake and sleep it's kind of the same thing you know when you're in that connection no i've heard 3 a.m is like the hour hour. i heard different things 2 a.m like every time i wake up it is that like hour so it's like when do you wake up at night i don't (laughs) (laughs) sleep through the night wake up you sleep talk a lot though but i sleep through the night (laughs) i do too i well okay so i sleep talk and i've slept walk a couple of times so like i had it and it's always through like dreams so like yeah. One night I went out onto the front porch because I had a dream about my sister leaving. I unlocked the door and everything. And oh my God. I was on the porch calling for my sister. It wasn't here. It was like, I was at one apartment where I felt like something brushed up against me. Oh man, they were possessing you. Call like, her stage it. My mom did stage that apartment though. Like That's the <laughs> moment where she did stage. Where did she get but the she did, And it was because she woke up. I think this place was haunted now that I look back on everything. Oh, my God. She woke up one time, and there was, like, a sheet, like, on her floor next to her bed. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a man's face in the sheet. Oh, my God. And she literally screamed. And my sister also, like, you know the covers kind of create, like, a pooping motion when they're yeah. on the bed when you just throw them and you don't make your bed? Yeah. My sister thought my mom was, like... She knew my mom already left, mm-hmm. but it looked like somebody was laying in the bed, so she went in there and hit matches. <laughs> but it's like, oh that place God. is haunted. I don't think I'll ever go back. It's that no. apartment. So this one was submitted by Limp Variety 83 on Reddit, and it's titled, Reality or Fiction? You're not living in the Matrix. You're living in the Truman Show. We all are. I originally posted this last week. After it garnered more attention than I thought it would, I decided to write an extended version, but I kept getting an unknown error message. After a few failed attempts, I screenshotted the whole text, but when I returned just a short while ago, the newer parts were missing as if I only screenshotted the original text. More eerily, I got this static noise in my ears, the kind you get when you turn on the television, and I heard a very loud bang, like something large had fallen over in some other area of the apartment building when I started debating rewriting the text. When I was a kid playing alone in my room, an incident occurred I could never explain. I couldn't ever explain it, nor try to explain or find a reason, because I was too scared to talk to anyone about what happened. When I was sitting alone playing with action figures on my bed, a teddy bear somehow lifted it from the shelf it was perched on and threw itself across the room. There was no one else there. I'm positive of that, and only three people it could have been were my parents or my sister. Realistically, only my sister would have played a prank like that, but she was in the kitchen when my father making dinner. My mother was at work. I never had any more supernatural experiences as a kid. I did get sleep paralysis commonly as a teenager and in my early 20s, but I didn't see it as anything supernatural, even though a shadowy figure scared me enough to leave the lights on a few nights after I could move my body again. I was very open-minded at this age, but after meeting a well-known psychic in my town, I became a total skeptic. I was eager to talk to her as if I always felt a strong connection to my grandfather before and after his death. I could tell a couple minutes into this meeting she was cold reading me, and it made me feel stupid for believing anyone could talk from dead, for believing in ghosts, the afterlife, or anything paranormal. 
In my early 30s, I started to experience something I couldn't explain that started to really make me think about the reality we live in. Things started to go missing and then show up again in the same exact spot inexplicably. I looked this up online and some refer to it as DOP or Disappearing Object Phenomena. Others refer to it on a subreddit as a okay glitch in the matrix. I don't agree with the latter as a glitch in the matrix that implies that we are living in some kind of AI world where objects mistakenly haven't rendered and then reappear. I don't believe this because the objects I experienced go missing were small. Objects that would make you question, did they disappear or did you misplace them? Objects like a pen, a can of soda, the remote, or the TV, or money. I never turned around to see the refrigerator had disappeared and then reappeared a few days later, nor the sofa, nor the television, or my bed. A few experiences with DOP aroused my interest in the paranormal again. I started reading stories, watching documentaries with the missing 411, Bigfoot, UFOs, etc. With so much media available, I started becoming obsessed. Obsessed with how many people have stories, the same stories, and seem completely credible. So much that I lost all my skepticism. The only thing I wonder now is why, or what, or who is causing all these paranormal events. The story I listened to on Ghosts and Ouija boards made me really think about something. It felt like people who were experiencing poltergeists were having pranks played on them. Listening to the Ouija stories, it sounded like people were being trolled on the board, like they would be on an internet chat room. Something felt very human about everything. I started reading stories on Bigfoot, Dogmen, Mothman, aliens, skinwalkers, even leprechauns, and people seemed genuinely convinced they had witnessed these phenomena. But no one could ever film them, can get a clear photograph, so no one ever believed them. When I was going through a very difficult phase due to a number of personally devastating events, I turned to a drug that I had tried once or twice before a number of years ago. The drug took every pain I had, emotionally or physically, and made it seem as if they would never existed. If only guys to keep feeding my newest and deadliest vice today. Prolonged use of this drug took its toll in every way, breaking me down in my physical size and testing my psychological strength. I began experiencing bad luck on such a scale that even I couldn't believe events were accidental. I triggered something that sent me on another pathway. I walked into my room at 10.30 a.m. to find an intruder in there. After a brief altercation, the stranger ran out. I talked to the landlord about this, and he said that in 20 years, he has never had a break-in and usually keeps his door unlocked. My apartment is on the very top floor. His is on the bottom. After this, I set up cameras and caught at least three other people on separate occasions trying to break in or stoop around my apartment. What's even stranger to me is that I kept that life separate. I never let anyone know where I lived, but it was like my room had become a beacon for burglars. I also don't have a gold billion or much valuables worth committing a felony over. Other than the break-ins, I started experiencing what can just be described as bad luck in general. My bank cards would stop working inexplicably if I was out on a date or with friends. One time I went to Chase to talk out money because the bar we were in was cash only and I lost my wallet a few days before, which meant I could only take money out of a Chase branch with my phone. I met a lady outside who told me Chase doesn't let people use the machines after 10 p.m. anymore. When I asked her about when the new rule started, she said that very day. It was 10.05 p.m. On my return trip to the bar, I passed another Chase which had a security guard sitting inside. When I asked him about the new rule, he told me he heard nothing about it and told me I could use the ATMs if I wanted. 
I tried to take the money out, but it didn't work. Even got the security tried, and he could do it no problem. When I rang Chase, they said there was a block on my account, but couldn't give me a reason. I embarrassingly had I embarrassingly had to ask the girl to pay and went home. The next morning, I called Chase, and they said there was never a block on my account. I kept randomly getting stuck on the subway and having to get emergency evacuated. Once a guy jumped on the track one stop from my work, but didn't die or get injured, thankfully. Another time I got caught in a storm and there was a fire on the tracks causing the carriages to fill with smoke. I was down there close to four hours. I asked a native of the city how many times he's been emergency evacuated. He said zero, and he's lived there his whole life. I had four in just over a year. I had a lot of people close to me from home die. I'm not saying my supposed bad luck was a cause, but it really made me dwell on them a lot. One friend from college texted me and told me he was depressed. I told him I never knew. We used to do a lot of projects together, and he was a very funny guy, always seemed so happy. He told me he hid it, but he stuffed from it for years. He texted me again months later, but I was on the new drug now. I was too out of it to respond and put it on the back finger. The next time I heard about him, my other friends from college were discussing his suicide on a group chat and how they never realized he was depressed. My last grandparent died and I didn't even react, like I had no soul left, and I really began to wonder sometimes if this were now a fact. Oh, I forgot where I was going with this whole bit. The shadows. So after a long stint of no sleep, usually 48 hours for me, I would start to notice shadows moving around my apartment. These weren't like the slow paced mass presence fear-inducing shadows I faced during sleep paralysis. These were quicker, sneakier, darting from one corner of the room to the next in the literal blink of an eye. One night, sitting on a chair in my living room, I noticed one dart into a spare bedroom. As I kept to focus on the room, on a dark corner, I witnessed a face start to form. I knew I was probably hallucinating and didn't get scared, more fascinated at how my mind has created this figure, the details of his face, his clothing, everything was so vivid. I went to the kitchen to get some water. When I returned, he was still there. I didn't dare try to speak in case it spoke back. I just turned on TV and we ignored each other. When I went to bed, he was peering out my wardrobe. I can hear him moving inside and see his eyes peek out through the crack. And again, I wasn't afraid. I was fascinated by how I manifested this and wondered if I could really have or I was seeing something I think I wasn't meant to. I thought things would become clear when I went clean. Like I would tell myself I was just paranoid and being crazy, but I didn't because I knew I wasn't. I just couldn't explain it. I started researching energy, spectrums of light, how humans can only perceive a tiny amount of the energy around us. How impossible it is even when we exist. In the book, Reality Unveiled, the author gives a very eye-opening account of science and our so-called reality and how under a camera of electrons move differently than they would when they are not being recorded. Very interesting and coincidentally, I was watching Survivor Man lately with Lee Stroud. Stroud is a very well-known and highly regarded survivalist, the American equivalent of Bear Gillis. But only on a popularity scale as he is not a fan of Gillis theatrics for television. After a number of strange occurrences that Stroud never actually specifies, only calling them unexplainable, he films a full season on proving or debunking the existence of Bigfoot. Stroud comes across more skeptical than not initially, but you can see his attitude shift through the course of the investigation. 
If you're on the fence about the existence of Bigfoot or just interested in the paranormal at all, it's a very interesting watch. In one experiment, Stroud paces an apple on a branch of a tree high up on a small mountains region that is an apparent hotspot for Sasquatch activity. He places it forcibly through the branch so that it cannot come off without intent and places a hidden motion camera to catch the would-be apple thief. And the morning, to his delight and disbelief, the apple had been taken. After watching the footage, any delight the trapper has is replaced completely with disbelief as the frames that capture the perpetrator are completely missing, as at the moment who or whatever walked into the frame triggered the camera to malfunction. The footage shows the apple on the tree, the top of something that may be on the top of the head of a creature, and the apple inexplicably disappearing. I truly believe Stroud did not set this experiment up for theatrics. I believe that some things can't be captured on film, no matter how far away the lens is or how many hidden cameras we set up. There's an unknown censorship board keeping us from seeing certain phenomenon. I'm starting to believe we inhabit a world with beings, other beings who perceive energy differently to us, who can see us, but we can't see them, who are among us all the time, observing, pranking, helping, or guiding us for good or evil. Obviously, I can't be sure of this, but I really believe we are in some sort of Chumans-esque type show, except it's not one of person. It's everyone being watched day to day, minute by minute, on the air, unaware. Oh, that was a doozy to read. That was yeah. That was a lot. I don't. It it. I do get what they're saying though. That it's very possible we are not alone in this world. There are aliens. There are spirit guides there are ghosts there's things in other uh dimensions that are specifically watching over us kind of like a game kind of like the truman show that movie i mean i do kind of agree with the end but do you really think we're being controlled by them or do you think it's they're like just more or less interested in us we learned about if there are other entities, which I think everybody can kind of claim there are. I think that we would maybe try to manipulate them as well. And if they know about us, then that might be just what they're doing. Yeah, like I think if we were to see these creatures in the way that they probably see us, we would do little things because we're simply just interested in them and we're trying to like figure them out figure you know what makes them angry what makes them sad what makes them happy and just overall just like what makes them them like nasa and the space center it's like they are going into the other worlds and trying to see if there's any other species or if human life could live there but see you know and they they haven't discovered anything yet and um, and that's honestly we're probably because they can't be photographed. Yeah, they could be smarter than us. Like and again, trying to get away. They probably think we're the stupidest fucking people to exist on this planet. <laughs> and they're probably like, we don't want them to see us. <laughs> or possibly they are all um like like we always think about the supernatural here on Earth that it's something you can't see it could just be something that it can't be seen or it has the power it can only show you itself if they want to 
when you're taking pictures, you do see orbs. So, like, maybe we can potentially see some of them, but not, like, enough yeah. to expose truly, like, the fact that they're there. That's true. Like, and that's, like, when people have bad luck, they see their curse. But maybe it really is, like, a game that some, somebody some else is playing. Some things, though, like, he could be passing off, like, just natural bad luck. He could mm-hmm. be passing off on this. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a such thing really as bad luck. I think things just happen when they happen. Like, it, I mean, you can't, you can't really stop something from happening. If it's supposed to happen, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. And it, it's different for every person and it can be inconsistent and randomized. This was submitted by Jose through email and it's titled, My Place Might Be Haunted. My place is probably haunted. Me and my girlfriend moved into the apartment we are currently living in about a year ago to this day. The first four months we were there, we never saw anything strange or creepy going on. I'd say the first time that something happened that got our attention was in October 2021 when I went to grab some food for us to eat one night and my girlfriend was on the phone FaceTiming her sister. She told me they were just talking about how their day went, you know, just having a normal conversation. That's when her sister said, tell Jose I said hi. And she responded, he isn't here. That's when her sister said, then who's standing behind you? Apparently, there was someone standing over her shoulder looking into the phone while they were FaceTiming. Ever since then, my girlfriend has seen things from time to time, like she would be in the shower and could swear she'd seen me walking into our bedroom and start having a conversation with me, but when she would get out, I wouldn't be there. Or she would hear the front door open and footsteps thinking I'm home, but I wouldn't be there. As for me, I would hear knocks or bangs on the wall. And just recently on two separate occasions... (laughs) Why are you laughing? She's drinking water. She's her H2O. It's freaking out. She's pop. As for me, I would hear knocks or bangs on the wall, and just recently on two separate occasions, I've seen something creepy. Number one, I was out riding on my motorcycle about two weeks ago, and when I got home, I decided to take a nap on the couch. When I woke up, I was in one of those states where your mind is awake, but your body is still asleep. I'm trying to wake my body up, but that's when I hear footsteps walking towards me and I can hear someone telling me hello. I look over where my motorcycle helmet was at and I can see a reflection of a dark figure walking towards me. At that point, I'm freaking out and I kind of start to sit up, but when I do, I can feel someone's hands start to push my body back down while making a shushing sound. Next thing I know, I bolt up from the couch and whatever was there was gone. I don't know if I actually saw something or if it was my mind playing tricks on me because of sleep paralysis. And the most recent thing I saw, I actually caught on one of my security cameras last week. On the security footage at around 10 p.m., you can see the rug at my front door slide a good foot or two away from the door. Then about two seconds later, you see a shirt fold to the side. I've showed the video to a lot of my friends and it freaks them out just to see something like that. Not really even sure what to think of the whole situation. I guess I never really paid attention to what was going on, but now that I have it on video, I can definitely say something strange is going on. I need to see that video. Please send us that video. Just 
to watch it, and I've never seen a, a doormat move. It was a doormat, right? You could, oh no, it's it's a rock. It's a rock. I mean, is it like a ring camera that it caught like from the outside? That I don't. Mm. Well, it said on the security footage at around 10 p.m. You could see the rug at my front door slide a good foot or two away from the door. Then about two seconds later, you see a shirt fall to the side. So it must be inside because there was a shirt. This one actually kind of left me shocked. I got goosebumps like in the middle up until this point we've never like had a story that kind of felt like you know super like scary besides like the demon scratch one obviously but this one kind of seems like we're phrasing from the last episode there is there's always a um a line between the home being haunted and the land being haunted so it could be um the land it could be something inside the home. It also could be you that just has something attached. But see, like, if it's security footage from outside the door and you're seeing, like, a map move and, like, a shirt, you could be seeing, like, the side of a person and you're seeing, like, you're welcoming something into your apartment. That's what I'm saying. I'm about to fucking remove my welcome mat because, like, what am I letting into my place? I'm going to make my own mat. Really? It'd be like, you're only welcome here unless I say so. Yeah. Like. That's true. Draw symbols be like, on I'm the not, front door. I'd be like, um, can you come back later? I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good mat. <laughs> That's a good mat. I feel like that would sell a lot on Amazon. Hide the Amazon packages from my boyfriend, please. Hide the Amazon packages from my wife. That's you. For you. Hide my new cowboy boots from my wife. <laughs> yes. Hide yeah. my boot cleaner. I bought you your cowboy boots. And then you were like, can you also my hat? I did not say that. This one. So this tale was written by Putspot on Reddit. It's titled Travel Advisory. Tammy and Carla decided this year's trip would be different. They've gone to plenty of white sand beaches. It was time for somewhere adventurous. They picked Abuja, Nigeria for a chance to experience Africa. Their travel agent warned them there's a travel advisory in Nigeria for foreigners to avoid non-essential areas and stay on main traffic routes. They arrived in Africa and decided to browse the street market after checking into their hotel. As they strolled through the market, they discussed their plans. There were some areas nearby, such as Zumarok and Karu Waterfalls. Carla mentioned, maybe we should find a tour bus to take us. A man nearby overheard their conversation and offered, Ladies, Americans, you want to see Africa? I can show you Africa. My name is Akin. The girls were hesitant, but Akin was convincing. He offered that he could show them the real Africa and his price was cheap. The girls agreed and got into his car. They headed towards Zuma Rock by the way of Kubwa. Akin told them about the areas he drove. He turned onto a road that led through a suburban area full of tin roof huts. The girls started to wonder where they were when Akin stopped the car outside of a cinder block building. He immediately pulled a gun out and directed them out of their car and into the building. Upon entering the building, the girls could smell death. This was a bad place. Akin marched them through a room with clothes scattered about to another room. There was a man waiting. 
He wore a hood which cast the shadow across his face. He said in broken English, put the brunette on the slab. Hang the blonde on the wall for now. Carla was dragged to a raised concrete slab in the center of the room. Her wrists and ankles were secured by chains shackles mounted to the slab. There was a groove chiseled on into the concrete that led to a concave indent in the floor. Akin was instructed to take the heart, liver, kidneys, eyes, tongue, and ears. Akin pulled out a knife and without warning plunged the blade into Carla's chest. She screamed and struggled, flailing against her restraint. Her screams turned to a wet girl as she eventually went motionless. Akin wasted no time slicing into her corpse, ripping her ribcage open and pulling out her organs. He placed the organs in a cooler. Cammy was placed in handcuffs slung over a hook mounted onto the wall. She screamed and went into shock with terror. The hooded man walked over to her and pried her left eye open. He said, green eyes, what a rare treat. Then he scooped her eye out with a spoon and placed it in a plastic sandwich bag. Tammy screamed until she passed out. I can't hand the cooler to the man who said, if the buyer wants both eyes, it's going to cost. He instructed Akin to bandage Tammy and wait for his return. Then he left. Akin wrapped gauze around Tammy's head, covering her bleeding eye socket. He pulled a glass pipe out of his pocket and lit up. Within minutes, he was high and staring at the wall. Tammy woke up a few minutes later. She whimpered and noticed Akin with a dazed look on his face. The hooded man wasn't there. This was her chance to escape. She observed the handcuffs hanging over the hook and pushed with her feet to slide them up and over. She fell to the floor with a grunt. Akin didn't even notice. Tammy shuffled over to some debris along the wall and found a walking cane. She grabbed it and went over to Akin. After splitting his face, she bludgeoned him to death, smashing his head in. She left that place a horror, making her way past the huts to the main road. Eventually, she was picked up by a tour bus. She arrived in Abidjan and went to the U.S. Embassy. After receiving medical attention and a new eye patch, Tammy told her story. The U.S. Embassy informed her that dark voodoo was practiced in the area and human body parts were sold in the black market for rituals. They would put out another travel advisory. That made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> like, as a reader, Hold on. Um, this person does have some really good potential at being an author <laughs> so if you're not already doing that um i would give that a chance just space your story out storyline out some more and uh might make some good money because that that could be a good thriller i read it the first time but i must have skimmed over it because i thought carla and tammy were both alive at the end and now that i read it again it's not true, and I feel really sad. When you mentioned, like, taking, like, the eye, like, the green eye out, and he was like, ooh, like, rare, blah, blah, blah. It reminded me of that movie on Hulu where the guy, like, oh, the sold, yeah, sold, yeah. like, the body parts for, yeah. like, cannibals. Yeah. And then, like, she legit ate with him. But right. that's how she ended up escaping. She gotta get them to trust you. Well, this this story is interesting because it ends with um they use it for rituals. Like they use the the body parts for like food. 
Oh my gosh, Ben. <sighs> yeah. And I've heard of them like selling organs on the black market for for people for like Yeah, I've never heard of like rituals, but you never you never really know what, what goes on. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure there's weird shit sold on the black market every day. I've also heard a lot of like animal uh organs sold for voodoo. A book out of this. <laughs> Even if you just like do it on Amazon and leave it as an ebook. Like, you can still make some good money. Yeah. I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce the countries and the cities right. I tried my best. But uh, it's, it's pretty hard when you read it for the first or second time. If you like our theme song, it was created by the talented The Real Rorschach. If you have stories to email us, you can email at hellogostypodcast at gmail.com or post to our Reddit page, paranormal underscore HG podcast. Also, make sure to follow for updates on Instagram and TikTok under Hello Ghosty Podcast. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>